As they're passing out the outlines this morning, take your Bibles and go to Ephesians chapter number 5 today. Ephesians chapter number 5. Good to see you back in church today. And looking forward to a great time in our Sunday school hour this morning. And I got a lot of things on my mind, so let's focus on this passage. Now, two weeks ago, I spent a little time talking about technology and the effects of technology on our families. And so today, we want to focus on, uh, here we go, we want to focus in on this matter of technology, and, and it, it's the t- title of the lesson today is Taming the Media Monster. Now, that's really what it is when it comes to media. It can be, now, just like the Bible says about money, the Bible doesn't say money's evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And when it comes to technology, technology is not evil, it's not bad, but understand, oftentimes people have evil intent when it comes to that. So look at the verses here, back in Ephesians 5, beginning in verse number 8, the Bible says, for ye were, and in my Bible, I underline that word were, because it's what tense? Past tense. Now look at this, ye were sometimes darkness, but look at these next two words, but now. I love that phrase there is we used to be that way, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We spent a little time two weeks ago, this matter of proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. How many of you want to live your life in a way that pleases God, right? That's the way we should want to live our lives. That, That should be the spirit of every Christian and it says in verse 11, have no fellowship with unfruitful work, works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. So not only, look, it's not only a, a, a bad thing to be involved in them, to, get, to allow these things in your life, but it's even a bad thing to sit around and even talk about it. You know, sometimes people entertain things and they act like, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm bigger than that. Look, folks. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about strongholds. And I think that media, again, is not necessarily bad in and of itself, but I think it can become a monster. Uh, Things grow, they escalate. And look, certainly if you're feeding it, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get out of control. And we've got to be careful about this. Now, the one thing that I see is, when you, when you think about this, look at verse number 15. Here's the verse here that I want to focus in on as we start. It says, see then, in other words, knowing all these things, see then that ye walk, what's the word? Circumspectly. Everybody see that? Now, that's not a word we, you know, use on an everyday basis, you know. Hey, circumspectly, people be looking at like you like, what in the world? Uh, but, but it's a great word when you look at this because it says, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but is wise, redeeming the time, because the days are what? The days are evil. Now, the word circumspect or circumspectly, it actually comes from two words. There's a lot of words in the Bible that are what called, they're called compound words. And this particular word comes from the word, that two words. One word means circle, and the other word means vision. So when you put them together, now you can't do this with every one of those types of compound words. When you put them together, here's what it literally means. It means to be looking on all sides. Looking, vision, the circle. And in our lives, many times what we do is we don't consider 
the whole circle. We don't, we don't consider what it's going to do. A lot of times people think, well, look, it's my life. I, I can do what I want. Well, what you're forgetting is that you have children watching you. You're forgetting that you have neighbors watching you. See, everything you do not only affects you, it affects everyone around you. And the Bible says make sure you're walking circumspectly and not as fools. See, there's a good reason that we need to walk circumspectly is because if we do as adults, as parents, watch this, then what it's going to do is it's going to help us adults to be the right kind of guide for our children when it comes to technology. See, we've got to be discerning. If we're, if we're foolish when it comes to technology, we're not going to be able to help our children go through the minefield of technology. And there's a lot of things out there that are, that are trying to get to the hearts of our children. Circumspect Christians are those who are alert to the danger and they're careful in their spiritual walk. Now, I watch, and you probably have watched if you've had electricity, I've watched a lot of these people, and, and I, what amazed me was some of the stories that they were able in the last couple days where they got people that stayed in the Florida Keys and rode the storm out. And almost every one of them, in so many words, here's what they said, I have never left my house in all the years I've lived here, but I would never stay again if something like that was coming through. Now, a lot of people think, how foolish to stay. Couldn't they see the mandatory evacuation? And listen, a lot of Christians, even parents, understand the dangers that are out there. But what we do is we do like many of those people in the Keys. Hey, look, I understand. I know it's a Category 5, but guess what? I'm staying. And folks, we've got to see the danger and be careful because our children, listen, if, if we struggle with it, I guarantee you, children never see the danger. You ever see a, a child that's about ready to walk off of a cliff and the, and, the, and the parent stops the child and says, look, don't go over there because you'll fall and you may not make it. But children, that's the way they are. They're very naive. They don't understand it. They'll, they'll look at the internet. They'll look at something on there. They don't see the danger. We as Christian parents need to be walking circumspectly. Sometimes our children, uh, you know, when we set down certain rules like the internet or media or technology, sometimes our children think that we're, we're too strict. And even my own children have, in their own way, at times, have kind of said, Dad, why can't we do this? Why can't we have that? And I've chosen as their father to say, listen, uh, we're not going to have that. We're not going to uh, be a part of that. And that's decisions that I've made. And it's you know, even though they may think that I am too strict, but can I make this little statement that strictness can be a lifesaver? I think sometimes it's better to take the high road and be aware of the dangers that are out there. The truth is, I believe this with all my heart, no one wakes up one day and says, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go ruin my life. People don't do that. They don't wake up. Anybody, even people, and I, I hate that people do this, that they, do, they, they consider taking their own life, but they don't wake up one day saying, you know what, I'm going to go end it today. They've been thinking about that for a long time. There's been a process that they've been going through. This, this uh, latest uh, shooting in the state of Washington where the kid went into the school, started shooting people, ended up killing one that confronted him. 
listen, they, they went back, they found YouTube videos, they, they found all types of things that the kid was involved in. They Supposedly it was related to some bullying incidents. I, I don't know the whole story, but I know this is no one wakes up one day and decides, hey, I'm going to go out and ruin my life by falling into immorality. But here's what happens is they slowly start to slip into it. It's a process. And how does that happen? It happens through technology. Now, here's what I want to give you this morning, I, 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 and, and I want to preface it this way. I, I'm going to suggest, okay, now understand, because today's lesson is a little bit more practical. Now, it follows Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 15, but I'm, I'm just going to give you some suggestions that I think would be helpful to you as parents that, that you could maybe set some boundaries and these would be ways that you could help your children. Now, again, there are suggestions, all right? So don't, a, a lot of times I can't say, hey, listen, I've got a Bible verse for this. A lot of times people say, pastor, show me in the Bible. Can, look, can I just tell you the Bible has no verse in it that says thou shalt not smoke cigarettes. But there's plenty of biblical principles that support the fact that we shouldn't do that. Now, I know Christians that, that do still. Smoking a cigarette doesn't mean that you're going to go to hell. You know, so again, we've got to understand that there are some things that would help us to help our children. And so notice the first area that I want to talk about is physical protection. Because what happens is, is that we're, if you think about the body, all right, where do you think the first place that technology media is going to hit your child? Where do you think? Look here, in their minds. Now, it's going to come maybe through the ears, through the eyes, through the various gates, but it's eventually, it's eventually going to hit them in their minds. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. Casting down, what's the word? Imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself, notice the wording here, against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, here it is again, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what are some ways that we can help our children overcome media addiction? Look at this first one. Now, again, these are practical and they're suggestions. Look at letter A, check your use. You say, well, wait a minute, pastor, I thought we were talking about our children and media and technology. Yeah, that's exactly right. But remember that if we are not uh, careful in our own lives, then you know what's going to happen? Our children are going to say, you know what? My mom and dad said that I can't be on this site. I can't be looking at this, but my dad does it every night. You see the double standard? The hypocrisy that is there? And so one thing we can do to help our children is make sure that we have a good testimony. Look what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.10. He says, thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. He says, look, Timothy, You've been with me long enough. You've spent time with me enough. You understand what my manner of life is, what I do, what I say, what I watch, what I listen to. And can I tell you that Paul lived long before earbuds? You know, Paul lived long before the internet. But guess what? There were still things in his day that he had to be careful about. Now, maybe more in Paul's day, it was going sitting around in the marketplace and people gossiping about things. But Paul says, look, Timothy, you have, you have been around me enough to know what my testimony is. And if, you're, if you and I are going to limit our children's media time usage, 
then you know what we probably need to do? We probably need to limit ours too. If you tell your child, look, you can, now my one daughter that lives in Pennsylvania, I was talking to her the other day, and her little daughter's about a little over a year, year and a half old, and uh, I, I said something to my daughter about, so uh, what's she doing? Is she watching? And they've got all these cute little shows they like to watch, little cartoons. And my daughter says, no, she's not watching that. And I said, oh, is she watching this one? She goes, no, she's not watching that one either. I said, what's she doing? She says, she's playing with her toys. And I said, oh, and then my daughter goes, she, she's only allowed to watch one show in the morning. And she said, and she's allowed to watch one show at night. Now, all of my children aren't that way. That doesn't make one any better than the other or one any worse than the other. But as a parent, my daughter just decided that she's not going to have her daughter sit and watch in a bunch of TV. Now, the stuff that my, my other grandkids watch aren't bad things, but that's what she, did, she chose to do. But here's the thing is, if you're going to limit your children, then if it's something in your life, you may have to check your usage, all right? So it begin, really begins with us because if we're going to help them and, and be mindful of the dangers, we've got to be aware of those ourselves. Look at letter B. Not only check your use, but be aware. Know what media and what gaming systems your children are using. Now, it, it, this, 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 and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I might strike a nerve with some people, but I'm amazed at how many adults play games. Now, you know, again, you might do that, and I don't think any ill will about you, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of adults will sit for hours and hours and hours, and they go on some of these things, and, and, and it, I, I, again, I don't do it, and I'm not saying you're a bad person, but you can go on, online and play games against people you don't even know now. And I'm just amazed at some of the technology that they've got out there. But look here, you've got to be careful with that. And again, we've got to know what our children are a part of, what they're involved in. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your friend, the devil, no, he's your adversary. And he doesn't like your kids either. And he realizes if he can get to your kids, he can get to you. All right? So we've got to be aware. Don't, don't, be, you know, don't be the proverbial stick your head in the sand and not know what your children. And by the way, it's your right as a parent to say, what games are you, are you involved in? What games are you playing? And it's also your right if you decide, hey, he shouldn't be playing that. She shouldn't be playing that. Now, again, these are only suggestions. Don't hate me, all right? Uh, letter C, here's another one. Discuss the dangers with your child. I think you need to do this, is especially when they become... Now, if a child is very, very young, you're not going to discuss something the way you would with maybe a teenager. But look, sit down with them. You know, I've, I've seen, I even recently read where some parents will sit down and they'll write a list of the dangers. Now, again, children don't see the dangers. So a parent needs to sit down and list out some things. And then sit down with your child and go over. You say, now, Pastor, what kind of dangers are you talking about? Well, let me just give you a couple. Listen to this. Uh, you, you, could, you could say to them some of the things that would happen by your addiction to technology and media is this, is that when you're playing that, guess what? You're not developing relationships. Oftentimes, they're not, there's no relationship with their parents. There's no relationship with their friends because their head's buried into some video game some gaming system, and so it disrupts relationships. How about this? It destroys goals. A lot of times, those things, technology, takes the place of even God's will for their life. They put things on the burner in their life. How about this one? 
and this is for sure, is it disrupts your sleep. A lot of people will play, will, will be on technology, play games through the, through the night. And again, it's, it's going to affect them. What's it going to affect? It'll affect their health. Uh, spending time on technology leads to mental problems. It really does, folks. I mean, you should read some of the studies. It jeopardizes their schoolwork. It jeopardizes, look, even adults, they come into work and they look like, uh, you know, uh, you could imagine what many times, I mean, I've seen it sometimes. People come in and you're like, are you feeling okay? And then you come to find out they're not sick. They've just been up all night playing or been on online or something. And so, look, it affects your physical. And as a parent, what you want to do is protect them physically. And so how else do you do that? Letter D, set some boundaries. Your children need to understand what your boundaries are. Now, look, you know what you're saying when you're a parent is, look, okay, I'll let you do this, but I'm going to limit you a little bit. There's going to be some boundaries. And children, you know what they do? They test your boundaries. You know, they, 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 they want to push against. Remember what, the, remember what the Bible says about Saul of Tarsus? That he was kicking against the pricks. And, and sometimes children, you know, you tell them you, that they can have five minutes or maybe an hour or something, and, and that hour comes around and, and they want to keep playing. And then when you tell them to turn it off, what do they do? They throw a fit. And you've got to set some boundaries as a parent not only set those boundaries, but hold those boundaries. Look what the Bible says in Ephesians 6.1. And again, this is something that I reminded my children of. I didn't beat them over the head with it, but I often reminded them, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, my children are now adults, parents, and they have children of their own, and they're starting to see how this verse so affects not only their children, but affects their home. And as parents, what we've got to do is, if we're going to protect them physically, we've got to set some boundaries. And, and I understand, look, boundaries, like I mentioned with my own children, boundaries are different for every home. That's why I said, I can't mandate, I can't tell you what to do, I'm just giving you some suggestions. But here's what I see is, is that even as my children grew older, different ages of children uh, create different scenarios, and you've got to be aware of that when it comes to setting boundaries, but we have to set boundaries. We have to communicate those boundaries clearly to our children, and then we need to enforce them faithfully. A parent who sets boundaries, communicates them, but doesn't, doesn't uh, uh, follow those boundaries, you, really, you might as well not even establish boundaries because you're just gonna be frustrated because you are not enforcing those in your children's life faithfully. So don't let the media monster take control of your child's life. And that's what, when, when you decide, hey, look, for my child, I'm going to protect them physically. And that's one thing you can do. Now, look at number two, is your child is going to, to, to develop in their life. And so notice one way is spiritual formation. Remember, again, the verse in verse two, it says, In time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, Satan's going to use what we let him use if we don't control it. And he's going to use every means, every avenue. One today we're talking about is technology. And Satan wants to go beyond the physical because really what he wants is he wants to control the spiritual aspect of your child. He, 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 you know, a lot of kids, they can't sit still 
for more than five minutes, maybe less than five minutes without checking their phone. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a habit. It's an addiction. And Satan knows that. You know, they've got to be checking that phone. Statistics have shown that connection of technology, uh, that, that technology and purity are connected. That if your child is involved in a lot of technology, then what's going to happen is the level of the purity in their life is going to go down, 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 because most of what's coming across the airways, if I can call it that, when it comes to technology, is not healthy things. It's not good things for your children. And here's why, because children are very vulnerable, especially in the area of technology and media. We've got to see this. Many, many will do things, and I've seen this time and time again, they will do things on media that they would never do in person. You know, you, you, people will say things that they would never say to your face. They'll show pictures of things that they don't want anybody to know. You see, there's, there's this, this secretiveness of media and technology. We think we're getting away with it that nobody knows. But folks, I'm going to tell you, there is a God in heaven that knows. And Christian parents, what we have to do is stay committed to time-honoring biblical commitments. Now, again, a lot of times your children think, hey, listen, this is the... This is the 21st century. Can I tell you, the Bible has never and will never be outdated. The Bible's always relevant. As a matter of fact, the more you study God's Word and the more your child comes to understand the Word of God, the more they're going to see how very relevant it is in their lives. And so many things are, are things that we need to be paying attention to, but one thing we need to do is pray for our children and pray for God's protection on their life. Look at the verse here, Matthew 6, 13. The Bible says here in a portion of this, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from what? Yeah, and the days, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, the days are evil. So deliver us from evil. Daniel, here's what he did in his life. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Now, look at me. Daniel wasn't an adult. Daniel was a teenager. But he was, he, he, he was brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He had parents that said, Daniel, you're not going to play that. Daniel, you're not going to watch that. And a lot of times, here's what happens. We think, because we listen to the wrong voices, we think that our children will hate us if we don't let them be involved in all this worldliness. Folks, I'm going to tell you, they may not like it, they may not understand it, but when they get older, they will thank you someday for taking a stand for what is right. And right is right. And we have to see, like Daniel, uh, that our children need to purpose in their heart to not defile themselves. 1 Timothy 5.22, the Bible says, lay, sudden, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partakers of other men's sins. Keep thyself, what? Pure. So parenting the biblical way, folks, it doesn't. It doesn't happen on accident. You have to determine, I'm going to parent my children according to the Word of God. It may not be popular, but understand that the media is a real monster that wants to destroy your children. And so we see the physical protection, we see the spiritual formation, but notice thirdly, and this is a big one, family relationships. One of the greatest destroyers of the hearts of children is a close, honest relationship with their family. 
Now look, God designed the family as a unit. We as family need to spend time together. And I want to give you some suggested uh, guidelines that maybe you could, again, these are just suggestions. Maybe these are some things, or maybe you look at that list that I'm about to give you and say, hey, listen, that might there would work for our family. Maybe I would want to do it this way if it was my home. That's fine. But you've got to have some kind of guidelines to implement. And look at this. These are practical, but look at letter A. Children must look you in the eyes. If, look, I, I understand when my child will not look me in the eye, there's something wrong. And, you know, even John, when John wrote, John understood the power of personal co communication. Look at these verses in Third John. It says, I had many things to write to you, but I will not uh, uh, with ink and pen write unto thee, but I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. In other words, John says, look, I want to see your eyes. I want you to look at me. Your dad ever tell you this when you were a kid? Look at me, boy. My dad, I can still hear my dad saying that. Boy, look at me. And I look at him, and my dad asked me something, and I was like, uh. I mean, I had to tell him because he was looking in my eyes. And we need to see how important it is that children, John, today, here's what John would say is, if, if John was alive today, John would say, look, I'm not going to text you about this. I'm not going to email you. I want to talk to you face to face. Your children need to look you in the eyes. Let her be. And this, again, this is just a suggestion. Don't go out here and say, Pastor said we have to do this. Pastor said we have to do this. This is just a suggestion, things you can implement to have better family relationships. No phones at meals. No phones at meals. Meals are, are valuable family time. What do we need to do? Turn off the phone. Uh, look, any, anybody that texts you or calls you during dinner, guess what? You can call them or text them right back after dinner's over. You know, sometimes with my phone, and I'm just as guilty as the other person because being a pastor, being a father and all these things, I hear my phone go off and immediately what I want to do is grab it right away. Now my wife, she's just the opposite. My wife's phone will go, do, 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 you know, and she just keeps on doing what she's doing. You know, and, and I wish I was more that way. I've got to be careful. Let her see. Here's another suggestion. Bedtime is for sleeping. That's, that's pretty original, isn't it? But you know what bedtime is for most kids? It's a time where they can go in and play their games and text without any supervision at all. And what we need to do as parents, if we want to help them, is we, we need to help them understand that they are gaining nothing by lying in bed, texting all night. Proven facts are that bad things happen in the night. Bad things happen in the night. I mean, you, you go to the ER, you go to, uh, you know, all types of things. When the lights are out, hey, listen, when the power went out, what happens? People decide, hey, it's time to go looting. You know, we, we, the other day we were, uh, my wife and I went for a walk after the hurricane, and we were walking through where the new city hall is over here on Pines and Palm, and, and uh, there must have been 30, 40, 50 uh, uh, Pembroke Pines police cars over there and I looked at my wife, and I shouldn't have said it. I said, boy, if anybody was going to steal or rob something right now, it would be the perfect time. Because all the police were all at the city hall, you know. And it must have been like a shift change. And I thought, I can't believe I had that thought, you know. And, but here's the thing is, is that they need to see that when they go to bed, that yes, there's no supervision and there's no accountability. And that's why they don't need their phone. Anybody that's trying to get a hold of your child in the middle of the night, 
is not the kind of person you want your child communicating with. And by the way, us as adults, same thing is true. Be careful about what you do in the middle of the night and in the dark with your phones. And so, again, help your children. Letter D, establish digital boundaries. And we talked a little bit about this. Look, here's something you might want to try. And, and now there's gonna, you'll see withdrawals if you do this. Have a, have a media fast in your home. We're not going to use the phone in our house for the next four hours. Are you kidding? You know, their, their thumbs will start twitching, you know. They'll get a tick, you know. How many of you have had this happen? I keep, now I know ladies don't do this. I keep my cell phone a lot of times in my, in my pocket. And sometimes when, when I, I'm thinking my phone's going off, and I reach to grab for it because my, my leg is buzzing, but my phone's not in my pocket. Anybody ever had that happen? I guess I'm just like the only one. Three honest people in the whole crowd. You know, sometimes Ian, my, my leg's just going, you know, and I'm like, I don't even have my phone, you know? And they, they talk about all the effects. I mean, someday, you know, we're going to realize that having the phone up against our ear and all this type of stuff, listen, it, we've got to set some boundaries when it comes to family relationship. And the one thing we've got to do is stay connected to our family and not to our phones, all right? And then uh, number four is spiritual development. Now, again, the more your child recognizes the danger of media and they begin to make some personal decisions, that's about the time as a parent and as an adult that you can start to say, you know what, I think my child is ready to handle this. But when they can't do it, that's not when you, you up, uh, you know, you up their, their uh, media use and how much more they can use it. Listen, when they start to show you that they're maturing and they understand the dangers, and so there are two things that we should watch if, we're, if, our, if, if I want to see, okay, my, I think my child's getting ready for this. I think they can handle it. Here's two good biblical reasons. Letter A, if they are wise with their time. The Bible says redeeming the time because the days are evil. It says be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The greatest sin of social media, you know what it is? It's the biggest waste of time. I mean, seriously, you ever got on the internet looking at something and you don't even realize it and then all of a sudden you look at the clock, you've been on there for four hours and you have, don't have a clue. You're like, I just spent four hours on there and I accomplished nothing. Has that ever happened to you? Sometimes I'm, I'm trying to research something out and time, the clock just spins out of orbit. And I'm thinking, what a waste of time. Hey, you've heard this said, idleness is whose workshop? The devil. The devil loves it when we just sit down and we get numb because we're staring at, at things. It, look, and those things are not going to develop us spiritually, all right? And so notice here, letter B, well, if we're going to be wise with our time, we secondly, our children need to be spirit-filled. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, we're in a success, but be filled with the spirit. Children need to discern in their lives what is honoring and what's pleasing to the Lord. And we as adults need to be the same way. Now, remember, your children, here's the truth. Children are not going to be in your home forever, are they? Uh, God gives us our children, and we only have them for so long. And so while I have my children, I want to invest in them. I want to teach them the dangers, and I want to try to help them understand how very important it is to develop as a Christian Teach them even now that when the Holy Spirit is speaking to them and the Holy Spirit's dealing with them, that they need to respond if they want to please God to what, it, even in the area of technology. Now, last week, 
We talked about three words. Brother Cordy, let's see if did I give you those on the slide. Those, next slide, maybe. There it is. So, so notice the guy here. He's taming the media monster, all right? And so here's the three words that we got from this passage. The word is prove, the word is reprove, and the word is protect. And that's what we've been talking about. Now, today I've just given you practical suggestions, but when you look at the word prove, it's talking about discerning what pleases the Lord versus what pleases the flesh. And remember, whatever you're feeding is what's going to become stronger. Are you feeding the flesh or are you feeding the spirit? And that's what the word prove means. The word reprove means that you and I need to be aware of or wake up to the dangers that are out there. That when the works, listen to me, when the works of darkness come, that what we do is we close the door to those works of darkness. We don't allow them into our lives. We reprove those things. And then here's the other thing. If you're going to help your children tame the media monster is you need to protect them. Look, folks, I think we all understand if we don't protect our children, no one is. No one else will protect your children. And so you have been the guardian of your children. Guard their heart. Guard your child's heart from the attacks of the devil because Satan is constantly hurling his darts. And how does he do that? Through technology, through media. And so we have to know that our children are facing things. And we want, I look, as a parent, I want my children to win. Well, how do they do that? Look at the verses here. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Listen, that, that we need to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we need to help our children. Because look, you ever seen somebody in the circus that's the, the lion tamer? You know, I've always been amazed at those people that did that for a living. You know, hey, I'm going to go to work today and stick my head in the jaws of a lion. And, you know, I grew up with dogs. But, you know, one thing I've always had in my mind is that although they may be somewhat domesticated, that dogs are animals and they can turn on you at any minute. And I think to myself how foolish some Christians are that they think they can play with a lion and not get bit. Do any of you remember the story years ago, true story about the lady that raised wolves? And she would go out there every day and they became her pets. She would feed them. She cared for them. How many of you remember that story? A couple of you? One day, somebody tried to get a hold of her. They couldn't. They went out to her place and there she was. She was in the, the area where she had all these wolves and she went just like every other day to feed them. And they turned on her and took her life. And you know, you think about that, folks. They're animals. And the devil is as a roaring lion. And if we think we can play with the devil, folks, we will not win. But we need to be strong in the power of the Lord and in his might. And teach your children and we ourselves to put on the whole armor of God. So don't forget, I've given you some questions. Do your homework. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about navigating through life in, in this area of understanding some of the dangers when it comes to technology 
and we'll, we'll actually move a little bit away, get back into some more biblical truths. I hope, listen, I hope you understand my heart this morning. I've just given you some practical things, but I believe the application is here in Ephesians 5. Just, we just need to be sober and vigilant, all right, in these days. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Bless the service and all that happens this morning. Speak to hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.